Well, welcome to the Creation Today Show. I'm your host, Eric Hovind. You know, where, where God has created life, Satan desires death. Uh, death to your health, death to your mental well-being, death to relationships, and certainly death to intimacy and a relationship with a spouse, the very image of God and his church. You see, Satan can't create anything. All he can do is pervert what God has already created. And in every area of God's beautiful creation, Satan, the father of lies, is twisting and perverting God's perfection in order to steal the glory away from God. And this has certainly happened with one of God's most beautiful creations, sex. How? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on the Creation Today show. Billy Graham said, the sin of immorality is one of Satan's most effective weapons for the destruction of the soul. It never seems to lose its subtlety at the beginning or its destructiveness at the end. Its beauty is exceeded only by its deadliness. My guest today to have this discussion, how Satan perverted sex, is Dr. Doug Weiss. He is excuse me, a psychologist and the founder of Heart to Heart Counseling Center, which specializes in the treatment of sexual addicts, uh, intimacy, anorexia, and it even helps spouses of people that deal with these addictions, deal with the trauma that can come along and actually overwhelm people. He's the author of more than 30 books on this subject. He's uh, been blessed to be used by God to present this truth around the world and influence literally millions and millions of lives Dr. Weiss, welcome to the Creation Today Show. So glad you're here, man. Good to see you, sir. <laughs> hey, I uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm I'm nervous about this show, okay? Because this is not a subject that's typically talked about in the church. Uh, at least it hasn't been historically. Um, how at, before we even jump in, how should parents that are watching this be thinking about this subject? I mean, you talk about this all the time, so you're kind of just you don't mind just having the conversation for those that are, have been brought up kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't talk about this publicly. How should they be thinking about this? Well, I think that they need to understand that when they had a child, they have responsibilities for them spiritually to bring them up in the ways of the Lord, emotionally to bring them up in the ways of the Lord, to manage their emotions, to teach them about relationships, to teach them about money, teach them how to serve and teach them what sexuality is and how it is best used. That's a responsibility of parents. Now they can shun that responsibility and give it to the secular schools or they can give it to Facebook or they can give it to a church that doesn't tell them what to do. But it's their responsibility to make sure that their children are sexually educated, informed, and have a beautiful understanding of God's creation. So that's how they should think about it. Now, if they look at their behavior, that'll tell you what they actually think about it. That is a great point. I first learned about your work through a mutual friend, uh, Jeremy Wiles, who is the producer of the Conquer series. Uh, that series has been used by over 1 million men now to become porn free and start healing their brain. And, 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 and now the more recent uh, study that he did with you specifically called Warpath that takes men 
really to the next level in their leadership totally of does. every area of life. Uh, phenomenal series. How how long have you been kind of researching and studying and helping people through these challenges? Well, I've been personally clean for over 35 years. We've been in this field, I think, for 36 years, 35. Yeah, so I'm 36 years clean, 35 years in the field, something like that. Yeah. Wow. So over three decades. And and you just, you, what like, how, how did you go, you know what? This destroys people. I want to help people live the life that God, where did that transition happen for you? Well, well, first it came from crying out to God to be free. And I was in Bible school and I couldn't get free. And so I started to apply some of the things the Lord was telling me to do. And um, all the way through Bible school, I kind of struggled. But in seminary, I really got free. I started to be accountable. God told me what to do. I did it and I got free. And I've been free for over 35 years. So uh, anyone can get free who wants to get free. They just can't do it the way they want to do it. And this is what you specialize in is helping people mm -hmm. understand what's, what's really going on. Well, it seems like sex has been used from everything from manipulation to sales to uh, even a form of currency. Can we just start at the beginning? How did, I want, I want to know in this show, I want to figure out how did Satan pervert sex in the minds of our youth and the culture? What are the lies that we're believing that bring us to places of such hurt and pain, both for ourselves and others? And and then what do we got to do to, to, to kind of heal our brain and bring us back to the condition that God really desires us to be? Um, so kind of take us back to the beginning and help us understand, you know, why it's a beautiful creation of God. Let's start there and then, and then walk through some of these, some of these yeah, issues. Let, let's walk through the creation part of it. Cause it's really important to understand that because that's where uh, we can cooperate with the enemy to self-destruct. Hmm. Okay. Self-destruction is a cooperative effort with the enemy. You have to cooperate. You have to agree with him to self-destruct. And so, the way God made sexuality is really beautiful. It's actually the most powerful chemical release your body gets for anything. It's way stronger than morphine. Okay, it hits the prefrontal cortex of your brain and boom, you get this big chemical rush, right? And it's beautiful and powerful. But here's the trick. Whatever you're beholding, whatever you're looking at during that moment, you literally glue to, attach to, hunger for, crave, and your brain actually stores as a positive response to desire again. Kind of like Pavlov's dog, ring the bell, feed the dog, ring the bell, feed the dog. So it really doesn't matter what your spouse looks like. If you start being sexual with them, you're going to start really liking them and attract to them and connect to them and want to be with them. And so God made this kind of sex glue so that the marriage could have another reinforcement to be indestructible. Wow. So this is a creation of God. Not only, It's not just a spiritual thing. I know that when you grow up in church and you read, hey, they, they become one flesh there in Genesis, and we think it's more of a spiritual thing. I don't know how you get the word flesh into a spiritual thing, but okay. <laughs> they became one flesh means body. The, that word flesh doesn't mean spirit. Wow. Okay, it means you become one uh, genetically, you become one connectedly, you become looking into each other's soul, and you become attached to another, and your attachments become interdependent, and that's why people, the longer they're married, if they, if they have an intimate relationship spiritually and emotionally, they can have even better quality of sexuality in their 50s, 60s, and 70s than they do in their 20s and 30s, because it's not just physiological. They become one. Now that is the exact opposite of what the world is saying. And uh, well, let me just, okay. Satan, or excuse me, uh, Solomon, I get my word right there. Solomon in my name. Solomon describes 
sex outside of marriage is very dangerous. You know, uh, Billy Graham used those words, that quote from him. The Apostle Paul tells us that, look, you got to do this right. You got to do this right. Don't mess this up. So is it really, I mean, you deal with this every day. Is it really as dangerous as, as people say it is? Let me first go to the why of the war before we go to that question. So but remember okay. that question, because, you know, when you're when you're an, an, a, a general in an army, you look at your resources and you spend them accordingly to what you want to accomplish. Right. And so the, the enemy is spending billions of dollars a month on pornography. Wow. OK. And he's earning quite a bit of return on that, by the way. And so. Why does the enemy spend so much money on pornography, which is better than you can put all the sports leagues together. It's bigger than that. You can put all the TV networks and magazine networks and newspaper networks, put that all together with all that. And it's still, it is a mountain ahead of them. That's how much money is going into pornography. But why? What is the, what's the ball? What does the enemy have his eye on? It's not our sexuality. He's seen people have sex for thousands of years. That's not what the goal is. The goal is actually found in the scripture, and it's actually found in red ink after the resurrection. Now, the, the red ink after the resurrection is the resurrected Christ, Almighty God. Not the lamb, but the lion. Okay, he was the lamb once in history, he's the lion for all time. Okay, so in, in, in the lion position, he talks to his churches. And in Revelation chapter 2, there's this whole section on the church of Thyatira. starts in verse 20 and goes uh, down to the end. And it's talking about this woman, Jezebel, who teaches the saints of God. She's a Sunday school teacher or an elder or a deacon or prophetess. Or they call her prophetess. So maybe she was in a full, full gospel church, right? But she, she was a prophetess speaking this lie that you can be sexually immoral and still be a good Christian. And she was teaching this in Sunday school. And, and, and Jesus rebukes them and says, listen, you're tolerating this woman teaching this immoral doctrine. But what's really interesting to me, and I've preached this thousands of times, it's in the book Clean, and it's in Warpath too, but, in, in, but you, when you understand the why, the rest of our conversation will make a lot more sense, especially to men, because if we know the why, okay, it's a lot easier for us to be motivated. But in the, in the last verse, it says this, or towards the end, it says this, but to him who overcomes, mm. it's talking about this spirit of sexual duplicity, to him who overcomes, I will give authority over the nations. Now, this is a promise from the resurrected Christ. Now, when Jesus says, I will, he will. Now, can you imagine what the enemy thought when he heard that? Wow. Now, wait a minute. The church, any single believer has authority over the nations. Not, not a city, not Texas, not America, but nations, multiple nations. Every believer is supposed to be walking into international authority. And so to him who overcomes, I will give authority. So what the enemy is after is nothing to do with sexuality. How we can corrupt it is by sexuality. And then you won't, you won't rise up to your spiritual authority. And then the works that you were destined to do won't be done and people will go to hell and suffer. And so that's what the enemy's after. He's after neutering the church and making her un, uh, not evangelistic, which you must admit he has been successful in Europe and is now successful in America because even churches are not, they're not presenting the gospel in a way that you can respond to it. Wow. And so we have, we have a, a, a church today in America and across the world where, where the leaders, just like the rest of the population, 50% or more of them are trapped secretly 
but that reduces their authority publicly. Wow. So that's the beauty of sexuality. And so when we are incongruent with that and we're walking in God's will, it protects us and we can actually expedite the authority. Now, that authority is not instantaneous. That authority can take 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. I mean, I think God launched me internationally. Let's say I was on Oprah when I was 30. Um, so that probably would have been the first thing, but I've been on many global television shows and all over the world doing preaching and stuff. But so I have authority over the nations, but I haven't been self-behavior or porn or doing anything outside of marriage for over 35 years. So what he's really after, Eric, is our authority, not our sexuality. And even people who teach about sexuality don't understand the dynamic of authority. And so when you understand that, the enemy doesn't care what you look like or who you sleep with. He cares that you are reduced because if you can be seduced, you can be reduced. That's, that's what a powerful thought for so many men who are like, I don't want to, you know, they feel the guilt, they feel the shame, they feel the guilt, they feel the shame. And it's just a continual cycle over and over and over. You're right. Knowing what the enemy is really after that changes the name of the game. Now well, it should you also know change it's, how, it should change how you feel about yourself. Because if you've been beaten up by the enemy, that means there's something in you that he's afraid of. See, I was, I was conceived in adultery. I was abused. I was abandoned. I was put in foster homes. I was an alcoholic, drug addict, sex addict. I mean, he threw everything at me that was humanly possible to throw at his soul. But Jesus Christ said no. Wow. Okay. And as he cleaned me up, he gave me the authority that God predestined me to have on earth as it is in heaven to set the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted. And actually, we're starting a show, uh, Healing Time Ministries, right now on Daystar that's going to air at the end of the month, we're gonna have a weekly show all over the globe. So what I'm telling you isn't, it isn't theology, it is pragmatic. And the enemy is a very pragmatic enemy. Okay, he's looking for results. And if he can cripple the men and women of God through pornography and seduce them, he can reduce their spiritual authority. So here's what I would say to any man or woman who's struggling. You were chosen for authority. That's why you're in this battle. If you weren't given that authority, he'd leave you alone. Nah, he wouldn't bother you. So you might as well sign up. I am a king of God who's getting beat up because I'm a king of God. And I need to grow up and throw that stuff away, put my crown on, take my, take my robe and get my, get my scepter and get my sword and let's charge. That's what the enemy's after, is a weakened uh, community of faith where they don't know who they are anymore. And they don't know what the war is and they don't even evangelize anymore. So I mean, every, every, you see what I'm saying? We are, we are now weaker. We are weaker as a church than we were when I got saved because people actually did evangelism when I got saved. We had phone rooms where we called people and just asked them if they knew Jesus. I don't even know a church that does that today. Well, you're barking up my alley. We love evangelism and love trying to get people to know the truth. This, okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, second verse there, the Apostle Paul kind of makes it really clear. If you've ever wondered what God's will for your life is, and this is gets right down to the crux of what we're talking about, I've never put, I've never seen it in the context that you're presenting right now. This is this is a powerful thought. For this is the will of God. You want God's will for your life? Oh, I'm looking for God's will, looking for God's will. I mean, he declares it right here. This is the will of God, your sanctification that you should abstain from sexual immorality. I mean, he goes on, but putting it in this context and realizing that Satan is not just 
He's not just after getting us to mess up, not just he's after our authority and destroying the authority that's over him because he knows that this is what is going to destroy him. Every 14 year old who's saved by the blood of Jesus Christ has more authority on earth than the devil. You got to think that's got to tick him off because here's this kid in a t-shirt who barely takes a shower who's got more authority than the archangel who fell to earth. And it just ticks him off. So he tries to keep our authority and so he attacks little boys at 10 and 12 and 13 years old and little girls okay and he causes all kinds of sexual pain in them and secrecy in them so they get separated from their calling separated from their destiny and believe that they're worthless instead of worthy of the blood of god and that is how the enemy fights he fights with little kids he's a coward he doesn't wait till you're 60 and you're fully developed and you can take him on he doesn't he he beats you before you even have abstract reasoning have you watched over the last 35 years of 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 talking with people one-on-one of doing clinical work with individuals have you watched the age group oh it's dropped it's dropped so bad even gallup polls even gallup polls have it down to six years old see when i was to me the uh, most of my peers would have struggled somewhere in high school because you couldn't just get pornography to go steal it so it's a little harder to get now you got six years old with cell phones downloading pornography in class and I'm not talking about secular kids. I'm talking about Christian kids. Yeah. Because the parents don't put porn blockers on these kids' cell phone. They say, here's a porn store. Be a good girl and boy. They don't even have abstract reasoning, and you're giving them a porn store, and you're calling it entertainment. Well, that's not very Christian of you. You know, I don't see Jesus saying, here's a porn store, kids. <laughs> right? No and so this is a, a trap that a lot of parents get into where they, um, they give their kids a porn store, and they don't protect the porn store with a porn blocker. Um, okay. Well, what practically, I mean, <laughs> pragmatic, I'm like, okay. I, I sounds like parents, uh, your kids need to, you need to start training your children at appropriate, you know, giving them appropriate information, but very, very early on, on, on really the why, I mean, to me that I did not do a good job of educating my son at six years old on the why I told him my story at 12 years old, we went through the conquer series. Um, and, and I did not, I mean, it's coming to me right now, realizing I didn't do a great job of going, here's the why Satan wants your authority and here's how he's going to rip it away from you. So we actually have two products for parents. We have one called born for war so that dads can sit down with their uh, sons and, and hear this conversation. And then one for girls called princes take longer than frogs. And it's a great it's a great thing for them to prepare themselves for marriage and understand sexual purity and understand how we'll talk about the brain here in a few minutes, how the brain is made for sexuality so that they don't go out sending the wrong message, attracting the wrong monster to their own heart. Wow. Okay. So this is, is this a brain problem? Well, like when you get right down to it and you're actually in the clinical work and you people know now, okay, this is an authority issue. Satan wants your authority. Um, and he, he does, he's, he's trying to beat you up with everything you've done in the past not letting you remember what what his future is going to be like now when it comes to the practicality or is is that the beginning of the practicality is knowing and believing that well that really helps a whole lot but that's not usually where people start they usually start because they get caught or in trouble (laughs) or something like that or exposed in some way but uh but you're asking a bigger question um in first thessalonians 5 23 paul says i want you to sanctify your spirit soul and body uh, bad behaviors, addictions can be lodged in any one of those areas, your spirit, your soul, or your body. 
So suppose you've been abandoned, abused, neglected. Your mom and dad never said, I love you, or those kind of pains. And so you find the fantasy world and you begin to use pornography as a way to medicate your soul. So then the roots of your problem are going to be in your soul. Um, maybe you don't know God, and so you're seeking for God through unconditional love of pornography, acceptance through pornography, and when you find God, that usually resolves itself. But then there's the biological part that we need to talk about, and neuroscience has helped us significantly in the last 25 years because we understand now sexual attachment neurologically. And so whatever you look at during that sexual encounter, you create a neural pathway for it. If you keep repeating a neural pathway, you can actually hijack God's sexual system that he gave you and attach it to lust, sin, and death. Okay, James 1 verse 15 says, first lust, then sin, then death. That's a progression. Okay, lust is a seed. Man is just fancy dirt. Adam was made from dirt. Well, you plant a seed in dirt and you keep watering it, the principle of the seed then takes over, okay? And God has never changed the seed. He's never turned an apple into an orange, okay? Now, we can kill a seed. Does that make sense? Oh, you absolutely. Start, you start planting lust into your heart and mind, and you start reinforcing it chemically, neurologically. You start being drawn by your own lust. That's what the scripture is talking about, drawn by your own lust. You, you've created a seed, and now you're being drawn by your own lust to that object. So if someone's looking at a particular type of person or image during their um, sexual reinforcement, then what happens is they're creating an attachment to that, to that reinforcement. So let's suppose a guy's looking at maybe tall brunettes, right? So if a tall brunette comes into his world, he's going to be sexually aroused by her unnecessarily because she is similar to the object that he has paired himself with. And that's where you can get drawn away by your own lust because like, well, I've already lusted after this brunette type. Now I see one, I'm going to go right for her, and she already has more magical powers and attraction to me because of what I did in my secret place. Wow. So, I mean, when you, you say all this and my mind immediately goes to the whole world right now is throwing these messages at us from every direction on every billboard. Well, not every billboard, but on billboards. It's like you can't avoid. It's their job to attack them. us. It's their job to attack us. We're in a war. We're not victims. We were sent in time and space to do war. This wow. isn't a game. And they're not, they're not doing what they're not supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be throwing stuff at us so that we can destroy the works of the enemy. Well, you can't destroy the works of the enemy if there are no works of the enemy. So they're doing their job. We're just not doing ours. Okay. How do we get you to go speak to every church in America and realize, I mean, this is not, the way you just presented this is not the way it's typically talked about in church. I understand that because they're not warriors. Wow. Okay. They don't realize that we're in a war. Okay. Real people go to hell. Real people, real people die for eternity. They live in eternity and they burn. Okay. That's really what happens. This is a war for souls. This isn't a game. But see, we're so over-entertained, we're watching TV, we're on Facebook, we're, we're so cared about our likes instead of the people's souls that we forgot the very passion of God to send us into time. We're only in time for a short period of time to get something done. Wow. And you know what I'm saying? And because we've lost our vision because of sexual immorality, our people lack for, right, you know, people lack for lack of vision, right? But because of sexuality, the vision becomes, let's have, let's have entertainment church instead of let's, let's having church as far as it really moving us towards holiness and sanctification and small groups and accountability. 
every revival that has ever happened has happened through small groups and accountability, not through big speakers. Wow. So that's what, you know, we're doing this show called Healing Times Ministry, and we're encouraging people to start groups, clean groups, freedom groups, uh, worthy groups, all kinds of groups, because we can just heal the body of Christ. There's time. I, my honest heart is, I believe we're going to have one really powerful revival before it gets really bad, and it's already pretty bad. So it's time for a good revival, and that's, a, that's interesting. I've always thought that uh, what precedes revival is really a, uh, oh, it's another R word, and I can't bring it to mind right now. Um, re, well, we need repentance before we can have revival. Um, wow, so, okay, average Christian today, well, Barna, we already know that of the people that claim Christianity in America, it's dropped significantly uh, in the last several years. In the last 20 years, dropped quite a bit. Uh, the number of people that believe in God has dropped quite a bit. The number of people that claim Christianity but actually have a Christian worldview, Barna says, is less than 6%. Okay, so how, how do, like, step one, step two, step three, like, what would you, like, how do you do this? What do you tell, I mean, get your books, well, get your resources. Uh, no, no, yeah, absolutely get the clean book. But I tell pastors, listen, I mean, not only this is not so spiritual, it's economic. Most of the guys I work with who work for themselves or self-employed business owners, salespeople, double or triple their income in 12 months of being clean. Wow. The economic That's loss thinking, right. because of immorality and because of sexual sin in every local church is devastating that local church's budget. Now, when pastors get a hold of this, it's like, now, if I go to pastors, listen, let's suppose half your men are struggling. Okay, let's suppose half of them are, maybe maybe a third of those are self-employed. So that's maybe every 30 guys out of 100, right? Well, and out of those who tithe, I said, just, just get your tithers clean. If you want the other people to suffer, that's okay. But get your tithers clean, okay? <laughs> because that's going to generate enough to do missions and your buildings and your cute little projects and whatever you want to send youth group to camp. That's all fine and good. But these guys are suffering economically because you're not leading them spiritually. I've often wondered if Satan is spending billions of dollars a month creating this economic enterprise that is destroying the church. And you got people, I mean, if you added up all the churches in the world and what their tithes are, what we got enough to overcome that. Oh, I no, mean, we, we, we can absolutely, but, but we can't keep losing people to the other side while they're sitting in the pew. Hmm. They fade. They don't get shot. They're not asked the questions. Hmm. Like I go in huge men's events and, and, and churches and I get the men together and I have them ask a couple questions to each other and it changes the church forever. Because once men know they can ask those questions and answer those questions and not die, they start holding each other accountable and they start getting free. And I can tell you, church after church I went to, that church has prospered. Absolutely. I, I, mean, what, what, go ahead. I was going to say, I spoke at a church and, and it was going to be on a subject. I ended up bringing it to the Congress series and just saying, guys, and I, I felt God wanting me to say, men, if you struggle, stand up. And I didn't do it. And man, I really, I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. Because I know that the guys that are there that have been dealing with this for years are like, please call us out. Please bring us to a higher level. Give us a higher level of accountability. Uh, and I, I know this isn't just a men thing, but men are to be leaders and we've lost that ability to lead. Um, afterwards, I had a young man come up to me and say, if you would have asked us to stand, because I almost did, I, he said, I would have been embarrassed. I said, you would have watched grown men all around you. And this is a young you know, college guy. You would have watched grown men all around you stand up and say, yeah, 
please help. And they ended up, they ended up enrolling in the Congress series and, uh, and, and bringing healing to their, to their church Amen. over this last year and a half. Amen. I would say anyone who's done the Conquer series, get the Warpath and go go to the next place too, because it's really a fun, it's a really deep work. All the stuff we're talking about is in that series. Yeah. And if we can get this information to more men and more churches, and here's the thing, any man can lead Warpath. Any man can lead Conquer. You don't need a degree. You don't need an education. You don't even ever, ever have had an impure thought. You could be just pure as snow, and, and all you got to do is push play and let it rip. Okay, we need men to step up in ministry for men. You know, if you want to, if you want to start being a warrior, start with your own church and say, Pastor, can I push play and let men do what they need to do? That's all. I mean, if your pastor says you're not qualified to push play, then have your pastor call me. <laughs> That's okay, good. because you can push play and put it on a computer screen or put it in the in the in the youth room or wherever you have a screen and just let men hear the truth and talk to one another. Once we start talking to one another, the Holy Spirit ministers through each other. And if we just trust the Holy Spirit in each other, we can be honest and accountable. And here's the most powerful thing. One of the things I talk about in Clean and in Conquer is that so many men suffer because they misuse the Word of God. And let me give you uh, James and John. So in John, it talk, first John, it talks about, I think it's about 1, 9, somewhere in there. It says, if we confess our, our, uh, if we confess our transgressions or sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And we love that verse because, you know, we're forgiven, we're clean, it's great. And, and it's really true. You confess to Jesus, you're clean, right? But you're not healed. Wow. Now you can be forgiven and not healed. Because James, the brother of John, I mean the brother of Jesus, rather, um, he wrote something in James 5.16, which says, if, which is totally conditional, if you confess your faults one to another, you can be healed and the, and the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Now let's put the verse in reverse because both principles work because truth goes in both directions, right? You know, if you're tithe, God protects your money. If you don't, he doesn't, right? And so it works both ways. So if, if we take that verse and we say, now, if I don't confess my faults, I cannot be healed. Wow. And my prayers are ineffective. So God wants us to walk in a humble relationship with another man or woman, if you're a woman. And in that healing humility, that's where the power of healing is. The healing is not going to Jesus and, and asking forgiveness of Jesus. That's called forgiveness. The healing is in the body of Christ because since the resurrection of Christ, he didn't physically heal anybody. He was with 500 people. He could have easily healed somebody, but he didn't. Because the power and the authority to heal was transferred to the body of Christ. And so if you want healing in Christ, you have to go to the body of Christ. Go to the elders, let them pray over you so you can be healed. Right? You have to go to the body of Christ for the healing power of Jesus. Now, if you want the forgiveness power, you can go to the head or the, or the, or the body. Wow. And when you misunderstand that principle, like I did as a young believer, I'm crying out to Jesus all the way through Bible school for years, <laughs> and I didn't get anywhere, okay? I got forgiven, I felt better the next day, but then I would, you know, relapse, right? Now, when I start confessing to my uh, accountability partner, I start getting free very shortly. Wow. It is true that Satan wants you to keep things in the dark, uh, and whatever he can get you to keep in the dark, and I'm to, you, you know exactly, if you're watching this, you know exactly what it's like to confess only what's been discovered and not confess your soul. And you know that Satan will constantly use what you do not confess to hook you and drag you right back down into the pit. And 
This but let's is, not let's not use the devil so much because really our, our pride is really what keeps us from confessing our sins. I'm sorry, it's not the devil. The devil's in the power to keep you quiet. He can't shut you up. If he could, he would shut up the gospel. He can't shut up one human being. It's our pride only. I remember I was in I was in a group of four about four thousand Hispanic men in um it's right under um El Paso, um big city right there, Juarez. In Juarez, they had a, a national conference of men leaders, and and all the and these are farmers. These are hard, callous. I mean, sun, you know, scorched men, and they couldn't speak English. And I, and I was sharing these principles, and I had them break up into groups of four and ask each other, "When was the last time you viewed pornography? When was the last time you were you were with yourself? Let's be honest." And the Holy Spirit came down, and these men were crying and breaking open and i mean they were so grateful for the opportunity to confess and to be and to be begin to be healed okay so it works and no matter what culture you're in because the word of god is the word of god so it wasn't the devil that was keeping them bound first of all it was a lack of education from the church telling them that you should do that okay because evangelicals kind of threw the whole confession thing out with the catholics right so we we need we need to confess our faults one to another to be healed okay there is some value in that Okay, not to not as a tradition, but as a as a discipline. And if you do that, you can stay healed in areas of your life, financial, spiritual, sexual, emotional, um, relational, gossip, lying, food, whatever it is. I have to let our social media go, but before I do, I guarantee you I've got a lot of atheists that watch this. I guarantee you there's people out there that are going, you guys are under a rock. You, you know, you I am experiencing life all I want and I am enjoying it. Can you can you give thirty seconds or sixty seconds? Yeah, no, just... no, no. Pleasure is great, and sexual pleasure is the greatest pleasure you're going to have. So if you're going to have pleasure without doing drugs, it's the greatest you can do. Congratulations. It's not fulfilling because it's not in the context it was designed for. And when you walk without the design, you get different results. And everyone who's out there living all kinds of lives, uh, sex without covenant commitment, they know deep in their heart it's not as satisfying. I know. I lived it. I'd have sex with several people a week. I wasn't happy. You know, but I still knew that it, I knew somehow in my spirit it wasn't right. Wow. And they know it's not right. And, um, and you know, God bless them. You know, they'll just have a better testimony when they get saved, right? You, you, don't, you don't have to have that kind of testimony, but I guess it's testimony you want. And so, you, you, you know, until you're dead, you're, you're on your way to being saved. Wow. So, you know, you can take the sin way, you can take, the, you can take whatever way you want, but you're on your way to get saved. And if you don't get saved, well, then that's a really bad thing. Yeah. Hey, if you are out there watching right now, before I let you go and you go, you know what? He's right. I've experienced enough to realize it's empty. I'm thinking of three guys that are coming back to Pensacola who left, who have been living a life that the world said was great. And after a year, they're like, this didn't fulfill like they said it would. It leaves me empty. It leaves me broken. It leaves me guilty. And watching them come back to God is just a beautiful and amazing thing. If that's you, man, I... We wrote, um, we wrote a, a message on our website on creationtoday.org. If you go to creationtoday.org, under the Learn More, there is a, a place right there called How to Be Saved. And man, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a very thorough gospel presentation. Uh, Dr. Weiss, I'm sure you have on your website, Heart to Heart, uh, actually, drdougweiss.com. Uh, if you want to go there, drdougweiss.com, there's his website right there. You can see it scrolling through. Uh, you offer hope and healing through what the power of what God has done. 
to anybody and everybody. Is there is there a place you would want them to go on your website to learn the the truth of salvation or? Um, is well, I would let them, of, I'd let them go to yours because you know what yours is and this is your ministry. So let them go to you because then you can start pastoring them, shepherd them, and you have the systems to do that. So I want them to go to yours and do that awesome. uh, because I want, them to know, I want them to know Jesus. Creationtoday.org, how to be saved. And if you're interested in the, the Warpath or the Conquer series, uh, Jeremy has been so good to us. Uh, we're, we're blown away by what he's done. You can go to creationtoday.org slash soul, S-O-U-L, creationtoday.org slash soul. And man, we just want to see you healed. That's the ultimate goal. And so we partner with Jeremy, just like Dr. Weiss is partnered with him to, to help get resources into your hands that will help you. It will help your family. It will help your church. And that will help the entire world. I, I, that passage you gave uh, ruling over the nations is, is powerful. And that's, that's the levels of government, self-government, family government, church government, and civil government. And Satan wants to destroy every single one of those. He wants to destroy that authority and so please, by all means, go to creationtoday.org slash soul, and let's get you involved in, in healing every single one of those areas so we can be who God has called us to be. Um, hey, to my podcast listeners and those of you watching on the Creation Today show, man, I hope you took some notes. If you want to hear the rest of the conversation, come on over to creationtoday.org and partner with us. Dr. Weiss, I want to get into some of the, 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 the weeds of, okay, how do we train our brain? What, what are some steps somebody could take? What are some steps a mom could take uh, with her daughter, a dad could take with his son, a, a high school student could take uh, starting today to okay, go? Let, let's okay. start with what they can do for themselves first. 